By a conservative estimate, I've been out of the body 400 to 600 times. In this dimensional plane of existence, just a portion of that number are OBEs. Many are what would be considered NDEs because of where I went, but without me physically coming close to death. This, on the other hand, is the narrative of what happened the first time I left my body consciously aware, and the first time I came dangerously near to death. I went to the hospital to have my baby, who was two weeks overdue, delivered. My mother accompanied me, and the doctor burst my water in order to induce birth. I instantly puked all over the floor, and my child was born an hour after I went into labor. I stopped breathing around two-thirds of the way through the birth. They couldn't offer me any pain relievers because the delivery was so quick. The anguish grew so terrible that I physically exited my body. It ceased breathing the instant I ejected from my body. My body was dying, but I was no longer within it. It was too strange to put into words the instant I ejected from my body. The easiest way to describe it is to imagine yourself floating in the air in a room and looking down to discover your body lifeless. That was my experience. My initial realization was that I wasn't standing on my own two feet. I felt utterly weightless, as if there was no gravity holding me down. The second thing I observed was that I felt fully at ease, which had never happened before in my life. Before that, I had never known true tranquility. But I was entirely at ease and unafraid in that moment. The third thing I observed was that being out of my body didn't feel strange at all. It was as if a part of me had unconsciously remembered existence before I had a physical body. It seemed as if being outside my body was my natural state and being within my body was abnormal. That's exactly how it felt to me. When I looked down at my body, I noticed the nurse hurrying out of the room, frantic to grab equipment. I watched the doctor look up from between my legs, yelling at me to breathe. My mother was sobbing furiously as she held my hand. Breathe, Mary. Breathe, she said calmly. She was pleading with me to take a deep breath. Then I looked around the room and up. It was quite dark, except for where my body was. I saw no light. Otherwise, I was fully encircled by blackness. I was baptized when I was 12 years old and accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, but I had never been a Christian before, so I had no concept what I would face outside of the body. I was conscious that God was observing me throughout my life, and I suddenly began speaking in tongues following my water baptism, but that was it. That was the extent of my knowledge of anything spiritual or supernatural. I gazed up at the ceiling, curious to see if I might fly through it and escape. I'm not sure why I wanted to do it. I was simply intrigued, and I was already out of breath. So the word impossible was not in my lexicon at the time. But just as I was about to fly out of the room, someone else entered. I couldn't see who it was, but I believe it was an angel or Jesus. But I had no idea who it was at the time. I felt his presence enter the room and slowly approach me. The entity began speaking to me through telepathy. You must return to your physical body. It's not your time yet, he told me. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. 
from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I want to fly up there and see what's on the other side of the ceiling, I said, disappointed. No, you must return. This is not your time. I became enraged and obstinate about the situation. Well, now that I'm out of my body, I want to stay out of my body, I told him. I don't want to return. People are cruel and unloving. All they do is do harm to one another. You can't force me to return. So now, I'm battling with God over whether or not I'm permitted to die. When you think about it, it's sort of amusing. I was sort of eager to battle with him because I dislike my existence on earth so much. No, we can't make you go back, he said. However, if you do not, your daughter will be reared without parents. Is it something you desire for your child? When I was pregnant, I had no idea what gender my child was. I'm also a survivor of child abuse. When he stated it to me, I bowed my head and sighed. No, I don't want that for any child, especially not my own, I said. So you see, you have to return and raise your child, he added. And if you do, I promise you that no one will ever hurt you again. If you agree to return, I assure you that you'll have a happy life and that you'll not be sorry. As a result, I consented to return, but not because of the promises made to me. People had broken too many promises to me, so I didn't believe this one. I agreed to return because of my unselfish love for my unborn child. I didn't want her to go through life as an orphan or without the love of a mother. Good, he said. Now, hurry back inside your body since time is running out. I gazed down on my lifeless body. It wasn't breathing, and it had been a few minutes since it had. But I said, Okay, I will. But I'm not sure how to return to my body. Just concentrate on your body, he added. Look at it and concentrate on it. Then, in your thoughts, see yourself returning to your body. Consider yourself accomplishing it. It'll work. Now hurry up. There isn't enough time. I did as he instructed, but nothing happened. I became concerned and yelled at him. It's not working. Keep doing it, he answered. It'll work. So I concentrated even more and visualized myself returning to my body. Then I felt a little tug on my stomach, moving me a few inches closer to my body. As I continued to concentrate and visualize, the tug became stronger, bringing me a few feet back towards my body. I suddenly accelerated to the speed of light and smashed hard into my body. Then I was back inside my body, locked, but I couldn't get a breath in. I forgot how to breathe, I said. He remained in the room with me. Just focus and picture taking a breath, just as before, he advised. Make a mental picture of it. 
I then took a deep breath and opened my eyes after a few moments. I was wide awake. And the voice that was speaking to me had vanished. My child was born to me. I spent three days in the hospital recovering. I had no memory of giving birth, leaving my body, or speaking with a supernatural being. I returned home and resumed my life. I was lying on the sofa folding clothes a few weeks or a month after I got home when I started experiencing memories to giving delivery. I started having strange dreams about being outside of my body and talking to someone. I had a perplexed expression on my face and glanced at the wall, telling myself that these recollections made no sense. I was really taken aback and just stared at the wall. Then I reached over, picked up the phone, and dialed my mother's number. I inquired of her. Hello? Mom? Did something awful happen to me during my pregnancy? I'm experiencing flashbacks of when I stopped breathing. Yeah, we almost lost you, Mary, Mom responded. You stopped breathing for a few minutes, and I was upset and crying, but I was relieved when you resumed breathing. Thank you so much. I had forgotten about it until now. I hung up the phone, my eyes widening, because if my recollection of almost dying was correct, then the rest of my memories of childbirth were correct as well. Being out of body, the debate on the ceiling, everything. <laughs>